Good morning. Before we get into the Bible Reading Plan podcast, I wanted to give a disclaimer that this podcast was recorded before the coronavirus pandemic. Since then, we have changed our rhythms of gathering, and any announcements during this podcast may be incorrect. So for any announcements or logistics mentioned in this podcast, please double check against the website, victorypoint.org. Thanks. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Hey, well, good morning. It is Monday morning, and this is the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. Today, uh, I am sitting down with Carissa Bursma. She's waving, and you, know, you, can't, hear, you can't hear her Hi. hand wave. Hi. Hi, Carissa. Thanks for joining me. We're in my office today, and we've got the scriptures in front of us for the whole week. And Carissa just uh, came over here straight from work, so you probably have lots of things on your mind from the day. But we're carving out like an hour to just go through these scriptures for the day. And what we'll do is I'll... Am I going to read the first passage, you think, or are you going to do it? You're going to do it? Okay, great. So Chris is going to read the first passage, Ezekiel 37. And then we're just going to talk about it. Um, This is not going to be a scholarly conversation. It's not going to be a teaching conversation. This is going to be simply our reactions and responses to Scripture live as it is one take style so uh yeah don't expect perfection yes no pressure on any of us and i do that unintentionally because i really want to create a space on this podcast where people can enter in to the conversation and feel like not everything is totally wrapped up or figured out that they their thoughts are welcome to and to normalize the fact that when we come to scripture, sometimes we don't know what it means. And sometimes we have questions. And for me, what's really important is our desire in scripture to know more, to be curious, to find out more, to ask questions. Um, I think sometimes those can be just as important as the answers that we come up with. So I'm curious what's, you know, what comes out of these conversations today may be different than what I planned or anticipated, and that's okay. But before we get into it, just a couple of reminders. The night of worship and prayer is going to be March 29th, 6 to 8 p.m. Did you know we're having a worship and prayer night? I I knew of it. I didn't know the date. Okay, March 29th, 6 to 8 p.m. That's the fifth Sunday of March, um, and every fifth Sunday this year we're having a worship and prayer night. So thanks, Dwight, for putting that together. And you guys can come out for that. And then the White Caps game is April 26th after the gathering. And the tickets are at the welcome table. We also have them online. Have you, are you a White Caps game goer? Have you been in the past? No? Are you probably going to go to this one? No. No? (laughs) You just don't like baseball games or something? Uh, Eh. My husband takes the kids and I stay at home alone and relax. So everybody wins. (laughs) All right. All right. So everyone has their own style. Well, um, Chris, we're going to try to get you this year and everybody else. <laughs> we're going to try to get you to, uh, the 26th, um, to the white caps game. So you can look for tickets there. Okay. 
You ready to dive in? Mm -hmm. All right. This is Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 14. Thanks, Carissa. All right. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. Brendan, what immediately grabs you about this passage? Thank you, Carissa. What a lovely question. <laughs> uh, for me, so that first, uh, actually, it's the second verse, verse 37, sorry, it's 37 verse 2. He led me all around them, and there were very, very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. Um, when I hear the word valley, that immediately makes me think of Psalm 23. You know, you lead me like through uh, the valley. Uh, I will not fear like the the valley of the shadow of death. So there's a bunch of bones there. I don't know why the bones are there. Maybe it was like an old, like a, you know, the site of some war or something like that. But that makes me think of Psalm 23, leading, leading you through the valley um, of death. And then it says they were very dry. And I thought of the uh, the verses from this last week. Um, where we're talking about thirst. And um, we talked about the woman at the well. We talked about um, the water and the rock in the middle of the desert and that sense of being dry and um, without life. And it just reminds me that that our bodies are very mortal. As in we're just a bunch of dust. Like our bodies are like 60% water and constantly evaporating. And without water, we just dry up like bones. And uh, so just our utter dependence on like our frailty, our, the fact that we're like dust to dust, ashes to ashes, you know, um, and to dust we will return. So for me, that's kind of the setting of the story. But so that was one of my first thoughts. Um, there's some other things that I was noticing too, but I'd love to hear 
anything that stuck out to you about the passage too? Well, just to, to play off of what you just said, he, when God's talking to Ezekiel, he calls him mortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh-huh. It's kind of, uh, yeah, like a little shocking or like, oh, okay. Uh, we don't usually call each other mortals. Um, but <laughs> mortal, can these bones live? Almost to say, like, can your bones live either? Mm. No, mm. I don't know. Um, and then uh, he says, uh, prophesy to these bones and say to them, and then he does. And I think it's really interesting that God invites Ezekiel to do the prophesying and not just do it himself, that Ezekiel collaborates with God. He works together with God to prophesy um, as he has been commanded. So he listens to God and he responds, kind of what we talk about, the victory point, like the journey of disciples, learning how to listen to what God's saying and then respond to do it. And it seems like that's happening here twice. He doesn't, doesn't, they don't get fully resurrected the first time around, but he does it again after God encourages them again, like prophesy again. And, uh, and then he, he responds and, you know, does it again prophesies again um to to the to the breath this time so yeah that's something i noticed too is just like the listening and responding and working with god to make something new happen so i was thinking about that anything else grab you about this passage this feels very a very hopeful passage to me yeah yeah and when he he says that the house of israel is saying our bones are dried up our hope is lost we are cut off completely God says, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's not how this story ends. Um, and I think, but what, what first ground me was the breath part. Hmm. Um, I've come to see more and more, re- I relate breath to like spirit mm-hmm. and God in me. And this, this whole thing isn't done until the breath comes in. Yes. And then there's life. Yep. And then, yep. then they can do whatever these guys are going to do. Yeah, I think your intuition to connect breath and spirit is right on, especially the Hebrew word is the same. Ruach is is the Hebrew word for breath, and ruach is the same same Hebrew word for spirit. Hmm. So it could be using the same word there. I'm not sure, but they're really, really strongly connected. And I think we'll see throughout this week's readings that um, we're intended to see a connection there between um, there's also a psalm where it says, um, you, you know, like basically all living things are dependent on you, God. And if you take away your spirit, if your spirit departs, um, and we just all flesh just falls to the ground, like we can't we can't um, stand up straight without the Holy Spirit in us. So it's I think that's a really cool connection. To notice like the breath and the spirit. I also wonder if you notice breath. Um, you're a singer. Mm-hmm. We're both singers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't sing without breath, right? Um, so there's there's something there too. Something that I think singers notice is their dependence on the breath for singing too, for their craft. So I think that's kind of cool. Well, that's how we decide when some when to call it. If someone is dying, when they breathe their last breath, yeah, and then the body starts decaying almost immediately. Yeah, right? it starts cooling and. That mm-hmm. process starts very quickly. Yeah, if you take away the breath, that's when you, that's how you know someone is, has died, is when they stop breathing. Yeah. Mm. 
yeah, so our utter dependence on our, on our breath for life and then how much more for the spirit that God gives, which is what I feel like he's saying. But I thought it was really interesting that um, <clears throat> he talks about, I will bring you back to the land of Israel. So verse 12, um, so therefore prophesy and say to them, thus say the Lord your God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. After having said, you know, um, you know, uh, they, they say our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are cut off completely. So there's the cut off language, there's the back of the land of Israel. And then in verse 14, it says, I'll put my spirit with you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord God, have spoken and will act on your own soil. So talks about being cut off, talks about going back to the land of Israel and talks about going back to your own soil. And um, I think it's, it seems to be like what seems to be like removing their hope or like depriving them of hope is the fact that they're homesick, mm -hmm. that they've been cut off from their land, that they're not in their land anymore and they want to go back. That that's what's making them so depleted is not being able to be in their hometown, in their land, in the land God gave them in the promise. So I think it's interesting. We talk, I mean, we're talking about breath and we're talking about mortality but even so, what they're longing for or thirsting for is to be back in their land. You know, So I think of that, um, we'll talk more later about like God destroying people who destroy the earth. But also, um, just like our, our hope for new creation, you know, that we thirst for, long for, our, we're, all of us are kind of without homes, right? Like longing for our true home in heaven. So... Um, I can identify with that in that sense. Um, but for anyone who feels homesick or like they don't belong or like they are cast out, outcast, or like they don't fit in or anything like that, I feel like this Psalm is really for them. You know, it's not just a personal sense of depression or something like that. Um, it seems like it's really like spoken to people who feel like they've been removed from their true home or like their sense of belonging has been taken away. And that's what's making them feel like bones, you mm. know, deprived. I don't know. Wow. So it's something dry. I was noticing too. Totally dry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we know where the Israelites are when this is written? Um, are they I'm, in Babylon? This or? is spoken uh, during uh, the exile. Okay. So um, I remember that because um, I sang a song called Ezekiel Saw the Wheel way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel Saw the Wheel. And <laughs> it talks about Ezekiel seeing a wheel. God's presence going up in the air and then going to meet the, uh, the the exiles in Babylon, so that God's presence goes goes with the exiles into Babylon. So that makes that reminds me that oh yeah, Ezekiel's talking to exiles um, during this time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's people who've been taken away from their homes, literally. Yeah, definitely not feeling at home. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. Cool. Well, thanks, Carissa. We're going to move on to. Um, we're going to kick out of this wave and join you guys back tomorrow, Tuesday, the 24th. And um, we're going to be reading Psalm 130. So thanks for tuning in. Or actually, don't tune in. You press play. Thanks for pressing play. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.